Hi, you're listening to Wildly Wealthy Women, the podcast for people who want to learn how to manifest the life of their dreams. My name is Sandy Forster, and I'm a mindset mentor and manifestation expert who's gone from welfare to millionaire, and I want to share my secrets with you. My intention is for you to discover your divine potential to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. So if you're looking to manifest more money, more joy, better relationships, a life you're passionate about, or anything that makes your heart sing, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for joining me today, and now let's begin. I'm a Hey, welcome back. This is Sandy Forster. And in my last podcast, which was part one of my millionaire journey, that was episode number 20, I talked about how my experience of going from welfare to millionaire really wasn't something I expected to happen. Or honestly, it didn't even seem possible with my career background. I told you how I'd worked in an ice cream factory, a pizza parlor, I'd done leaflet delivery and sewing. I'd covered books in a library. I was teaching exercise classes. I started my own aerobics business. I was cleaning houses. I was spraying people with suntan lotion on the beach. I was night packing at the supermarket, doing network marketing. They were just some of the things I did on my career path. But I also forgot to mention I was a receptionist at a psychologist's office. That was super interesting and we always got really busy around the time of the full moon. It really does affect people in some very weird and wonderful ways. And I remember in that job, my boss did a test on me and found out I had above average IQ. Not sure what I can do with that knowledge, but just a bit of a fun fact. <laughs> um, and so you understand, before I had children, I usually had multiple jobs at once. So for instance, I was teaching aerobic classes in the morning and then sewing in the middle of the day, then working in the psychologist's office in the afternoon and then doing another aerobics class at night. I was doing whatever I could to make ends meet and whatever I could to be eventually uh, my own boss. That's what I really wanted. I wanted the freedom of not being told when I had to start work and when I had to finish. I wanted to work my own hours. I wanted to make more than just a wage. I wanted to be a millionaire. Not that I ever actually thought it would happen, but it sure was fun dreaming about it when I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare. <laughs> it made me feel so good. And even though none of those previous jobs or businesses really prepared me for what was to come, I think working in a library gave me a total love and appreciation of books and learning. And I think working in network marketing helped me learn about the psychology of sales, which is so important in any business. And then all those crap jobs, they just made me appreciate my business, which started off as coaching and then creating courses online, then becoming an author and then training people to become coaches. I mean, I appreciate everything I do now, even on the bad days, because compared to those crap jobs or other businesses where I worked so hard and made nothing, this is bliss and I appreciate it so much. So, you know, you might want to think about the things that you've done in the past 
and maybe are even doing now, sometimes even though you may not recognize it at the time, they can really support your dreams in the future. So let's start moving into that, okay? Um, I'm going to dive into what changed everything for me and the things I did which took me closer to becoming a millionaire. So after my lunch with my girlfriends and us all sharing what we were going to do that coming year and me saying, I'm going to study the universe and everyone thinking I was going to learn about the planets and the stars, I was going to learn astronomy, (laughs) things began to shift. So by this time, I'm in my 40s, I'm divorced, I've got two children, I was $100,000 in debt and on welfare, and I was getting about $15,000 a year from the government. That was my entire income. And that's Australian money. So that was about seven and a half thousand US dollars. So I was completely lost and I had no direction. So I actually found someone who I thought could give me some guidance. And I mentioned this in a previous podcast, I think it was number 19. I went to see a life coach, a kind of counsellor, a hypnotist, who relaxed me and got me into this meditative relaxation, hypnotic state. And when I came out of it, he asked me what I enjoyed. And I said personal development. But I also told him there was no way I would ever get into that line of business because you either had to write a book or you had to speak in front of people. And both of those things I had absolutely no intention of ever doing. Like there was just no way that was going to happen. Ha ha, laughed the universe at me. (laughs) Um, However, what happened was within a few weeks, I discovered a personal development course and I fell in love with the course. And then I started selling that course through a network marketing company. And the course itself was based on the law of attraction. That was my first introduction to the law of attraction. Now, before that, I understood about positive thinking and that we use only kind of part of our brain and there's this untapped potential, but I didn't know there was this totally amazing power that is backed by science that we have access to. I didn't know about universal laws. So this was when I first learned about law of attraction and it just blew my mind. Like this was back in the late 90s well before anyone else had any idea about law of attraction and universal laws. And I went to a a weekend retreat around that same time where I learned meditation through Deepak Chopra's teachings. So from this point on, I'm meditating, I'm visualizing, I'm affirming, I'm divorced with two small children, I'm still $100,000 in debt and on welfare. But suddenly, by consistently doing all these practices, things start to change and I start making great money marketing the course, which unfortunately is no longer around, marketing that course that was around personal development and the law of attraction. So I was paying my debts off. It felt so good. Like I felt like I was finally in control of my life and I had some excess money. So I took my kids to Bali for for a holiday. And this was the first overseas vacation that we had together. And we stayed at the Hard Rock Cafe in Cuda Beach and we swam in their lagoon pool under the frangipani trees and the stars at night. 
and we went to the monkey forest and we whitewater rafted down a beautiful river winding through the rice fields and we rode camels on the white sandy beach. I mean, it was great fun. It was the best. And my life really was beginning to change. And at this time, I'm feeling more inspired, more excited, more open to possibilities. I mean, life is feeling really good. I'm listening to lots of empowering audios and reading lots of books. And I remember at the time, um, some of the audios and books I was learning from was by Wayne Dyer, who's often referred to as the father of personal development. And so I kind of feel inspired to write to Wayne, telling him how I've changed my life and thanking him for being part of that. And then um, a few months later, he came to Brisbane, which is about an hour from where I live in Australia. And I went to see his presentation and he's standing up on the stage and the auditorium's filled and he said, is Sandy from the Sunshine Coast here? And I'm thinking, what? My brain didn't quite compute. And he asked it again, is Sandy from the Sunshine Coast here? And I stand up and wave and he says, hi. And then he reads my letter from the stage. And I found out later he was reading my letter at his presentations all around the world. And he also published that letter in one of his books. So as you can imagine, I'm feeling pretty special. I feel like my life is moving in the right direction. There's serendipity. I'm in the flow. I feel I've got an amazing direction. I feel guided. I feel supported. And I feel very, very excited about the future. Little did I know what was coming. (laughs) So I'm making great money in the personal development network marketing company, selling the seminars and courses, which doesn't actually feel like selling at all because I'm so in love with law of attraction. And I just love to share it with anyone who will listen. So as I said, I'm feeling pretty fabulous about my life. And the next thing I know, the company ends up going bust because they have a dispute with the printer and they won't pay the printer's bill until they reprint the product. But the printer won't reprint the product, which was faulty, until the bill is paid. And this goes on for one month, then two months, then three months, then four months, and then around 10 months with no product. And obviously, with no product in direct sales, you have no income. And this was my only source of income. So I have no product to sell, I have no income, and I'm back on welfare. So the negative emotions I feel at this time were massive because I thought I was over my money crap. But I, as I said, I ended up back on welfare. I feel shame. I feel embarrassment, disappointment. I feel like a complete failure and I have no idea what to do. And the worst part was, as I said, it was a program based on the law of attraction. So what the heck was I attracting this big mess for? At the time, I had no idea, but listen on because it's going to all make sense later. So, you know, I'm at a pretty crappy stage of my life and it was around this time I went for a job interview to sell an educational course door-to-door because I'm just trying to find something that's going to fit in around my life. Now, think about it. I'm an introvert. I prefer being at home. I am not good with strangers and I hate selling. Plus, I'd have to do this job at night. So what am I supposed to do with my kids? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, this is so far from how I thought my life would be. I get pretty down at this point. I feel like the universe has given up on me, but I think it was more that I had given up on myself. 
So I decide I have no choice and I'm about to take the job as a door-to-door salesman. But as it so happens, the universe comes through at the 11th hour and one of the top people in that failed personal development company contacts me as she's starting the first life coach training program in Australia. So I decide to take a look at it further because before all of this happened, I was at a seminar in Hawaii just before the personal development company went bust and I heard about this thing called life coaching. But at the time, there was nothing online. um, There was nothing in the country I lived in. But because of this, you know, woman starting this coach training, she was part of the personal development course I was in before, I feel this inner nudge to look closer at becoming a life coach, even though I don't know exactly what it is or if I'd be any good at it. But by this time, as I said, I'm already $100,000 in debt and on welfare, not what you might consider to be the best background for becoming a coach. (laughs) But I really feel this inner excitement and I feel the urge to do this because even though I have no idea what I'm doing, It just feels like the next right step. So I borrow the money to do my coaching. I actually put it on my credit card, which still to this day, I feel is one of the best things I ever did, honestly. Now, I'm not saying go and put stuff on credit card because not everyone handles credit card debt the way I do. Um, It actually inspired me and spurred me on to make it happen. Um, So yeah, that's why I'm saying it's one of the best things I ever did. And after finishing my coach training and and becoming one of the first certified coaches in Australia, I basically start completely freaking out (laughs) and wonder how I'm ever going to get any paying clients. So instead of getting paying clients, I actually start one-on-one coaching with clients, but I do it all for free because I'm too scared to ask for money because I have no self-belief in myself and, you know, low self-worth and I feel like a fraud as a coach. (laughs) So I realize I need to work on my mindset. So I decide to use one of the law of attraction processes that I love, which is to create a desire statement. And I created this desire statement about my future coaching business, as if this coaching business I just started was already hugely successful. And I write it out word for word, what I would like my coaching business to look like, what sort of money I'd like to make how I'd feel with this successful coaching business, how my family would feel, how my clients would feel, you know, how when I'm working, how much I'm working, the whole vision of my ideal coaching business. And sure enough, things start to happen and I get my first paying clients. This makes me even more excited and I dive into the law of attraction like never before and I, and I become really kind of obsessed with visualizations and affirmations and aligning with my desires and the money's flowing, not in massive amounts, but enough to make me feel things are really shifting. It was around this time that I get on my very first teleseminar and become obsessed with them. So this is before webinars. So there's no visuals. There's no joining through the internet. It was just all over the phone. So people just joining in from all around the world over the phone. Luckily, we had the ability to, you know, the the facilitator has the ability to mute everyone out. So it wasn't just craziness. Um, But yes, everyone's just joining in over the phone. And I get really excited about the possibilities for my life and my future. 
So I create this folder and in the folder, I put all the things that I can think that I want to do. I was going to hold live calls. I was going to create visualizations. I would create PDFs of things that worked for me. Every time that I did any process or exercise that helped me manifest something, I was going to share with other people and I was going to make it work. And I was going to not only make it work for me, but help other people with it. And on the cover of that folder, I put pictures of money and Africa and Machu Picchu and all these things that I wanted to bring into my world. And it was really funny because, oh my gosh, I remember being invited to lunch by this guy. Um, I don't know if it was a date or if it was a business lunch. I'm not really sure where we got with that. But anyway, we had this lunch and I remember bringing my folder and telling him all about the things that I was going to do because I think there was at some level I'm thinking that this guy might decide to invest in this business idea that I had. Oh, my gosh, how embarrassing. Anyway, um, (laughs) but the problem is I actually feel like such a fraud because, you know, I was like, Well, who am I to be teaching or coaching others because I'm not a millionaire? But I realized that I could just share what was working for me. And as long as I was a few steps ahead of others, then that was okay. But I think for me personally, having that coaching background, having that formal training, and I mean, that's why I love to train others now to become certified coaches, because Without that outline, without knowing how to structure a coaching call or knowing how to take someone from the first session and transition to the next session, you know, without knowing what to do at the start of the coaching session, what to do in the middle and then what to do at the end and then transition to the next session, without knowing all of that, it's really just a nice supportive conversation. However, I think, I truly believe for your clients to get great results that are worth paying for You need structure. You need a process to take them through. I think it's really important um, that they have all of that. So anyway, I digress. What was I talking about? Um, So I was talking about, yes, I, I, I felt like a bit of a fraud because I wasn't a millionaire. I wasn't even wealthy. Like I was still trying to get ahead. Anyway, I decide I would much rather leverage my time and potential income. So I create a group coaching program so that I can share the law of attraction on live calls. So I start holding free teleseminars promoting my group coaching program. People love it and they pay me $47 for a four-week program called Millionaire Mindset, Seven Steps to Your Financial Freedom and Surefire Strategies to Increase Your Prosperity Forever. Yes, that is a mouthful. (laughs) Now, of course, I was not a millionaire, but at the time, as I said, I, I actually had someone coaching me who had said to me, If you wait till you're a millionaire to coach others, you will never do it. You just need to be a few steps further along than the people you're coaching, which is what I said before. So I started and people love what I do and my classes are full and I'm officially a coach and I've got a regular income and it's really growing. So it was at this time that I built my first ever website, prosperitycoaches.com. And I finally feel like I have a real business even though it is the ugliest website ever. And I mean ugly. I mean, I'd heard navy blue was a serious business color. So I had a navy blue banner across the top of my site with the name of my company, Universal Prosperity Proprietary Limited in red and black. (laughs) 
I've looked it up on the web archive and it is seriously ugly, but it didn't seem to matter too much back then because people saw it and they joined my programs anyway. So this was when I realized group coaching suited me so much better than one-on-one coaching, mainly because I was able to work less and make more money and because I'm so disorganized trying to coach individual people, you know, one after the other, it got confusing in my mind who was who and what was where and it was just, it didn't suit me and my personality at all. So as I said, I decide to do group coaching. Uh, it just suits me so much better and that's what I'm going to focus on. And by doing that, my coaching business really starts to flourish. Also, I was committed to having a business, which, you know, honestly, back then you needed to be because even the littlest thing was the biggest thing. Like you couldn't take payments online like you can now. So for people to pay me by credit card, which really was the only way I could get paid, they had to, and keep in mind that 99.9% of my my, um, clients were all from the U.S., okay, or from other parts of the world. They were not from Australia. So back then, people had to download a form from my website that I had created uh, so I could get their name, their address, their phone, their credit card details, and they had to fill out that form and then they had to fax it back to me, so international fax, so they had to own a fax machine to even get it back to me or go to some you know, office depot type store to fax it back to me. Uh, So I would get all their credit card details. Then I would have to write out their details on those duplicate copies of the credit card, you know, sheets and put the, put it in that click clack machine. Anyone that remembers the old click clack credit card machines and go click clack back and forth. And then I'd have to take one copy to the bank and fill out the deposit details just so that I could get paid. It was brutal, (laughs) but I was determined. And it was around that same time that I hired Jan, my first ever virtual assistant. Uh, If you don't know what a virtual assistant is these days, you must have been hiding under a rock. But virtual assistant is someone who works for you, but not in your space. It's virtually. It's usually from their own home. So Jan was my first ever virtual assistant. She worked, I think it was around four hours a month. It wasn't very much. But it felt like such a big commitment to me. But it really was one of the best things ever because instead of trying to figure out techie website stuff or, you know, stuff to do with my shopping cart or just all the stuff, I just got her to do it. It was such a relief. Now, in that first year of coaching, I finally have a $10,000 a month. I cannot believe that I can make that much money working for myself from home at whatever time that I feel like it. So I love, 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 love it. My coaching business is growing and I feel confident and I'm finally going to be successful. But to be honest, I just don't understand the business side of business and I start to feel overwhelmed and I get so busy doing the doing that my self-sabotage kicks in and I slip back into fear and everything falls apart again. (laughs) My income is so up and down and that makes me feel like a fraud. So then I actually stop charging people all together for my coaching. But the thing is, I still love sharing all the money mindset 
tips and secrets. So I hold money mindset teleseminars and I call them secrets of millionaires. But I do them all for free. And what I do is I interview other people about how they became millionaires. And so I end up back on welfare. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now at this time, I decide that I just do not have what it takes to have my own business as a coach. And I end up getting a job in a men's clothing store. And it's only a part-time sort of casual position. Um, And I got it because I just needed money to come in. Now, part of me loved it because it was opposite um, the beach and only just a few days a week and super quiet so I could read inspiring books and write down my goals, which I did all the time. But the other part of me hated it because I felt like I was in jail having to start work at a certain time and then end at a certain time, you know, eat my lunch at a certain time. And I couldn't even leave the shop to eat my lunch. I had to do that in the store. But my accountant, who does all my taxes and bookwork, knows I am completely dazed and confused, and she invites me to join her in a new direct sales business, promoting a wealth creation course to her clients by one of the Rich Dad Poor Dad advisors. Now, part of me says, no, (laughs) and part of me says, yes, (laughs) (laughs) And because it seems better than selling men's clothes, I end up saying yes. But that was mainly because she said I didn't have to spend any money, that she would buy the course and we would do it together. (laughs) But I said yes, and I'm so glad I did because within a year, our direct sales business takes off. And because I'm using all my law of attraction processes in a very short space of time, we have our best month, which is $48,000, which is more than I'd made, I think, in the last three years put together. Like, it, I can't remember exactly, but oh my gosh, it just seemed like such a lot of money compared to what I had made. Now, during this time, I am doing a lot of meditating and different processes and exercises to really align with prosperity, to release my blocks and to allow money to flow. I really want to be a millionaire. So that's what I focus on all the time. I do all the things that I now teach inside my advanced program, Divine Money Manifesting, and it works. This is the thing about the law of attraction. When you work it, it works for you. So I remember during this time, I wake up one morning with the name Wildly Wealthy Women in my head. Now I take action immediately. I jump onto my computer. I register the domain name, even though I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Now, why do I do that? I know that uh, your thoughts go out into the, the universe, out into the quantum field. And it's energy out in the quantum field. And you've got to understand that you're not the only person that's tapped into the quantum field. The entire human race is tapped into the, to the quantum field, whether they know it or not. And so if you put a thought out in there and you don't do anything with it, someone else can get that same thought and do something with it. So I knew that I needed to register that domain name straight away because I knew that if I came back in a week or so, it'd be gone. So I do that, I register the domain name, and a few months later, I tell my accountant, my business partner, about my idea for a women's mentoring program, where she would teach women the practical strategies, and I would teach the mindset secrets to create and attract more prosperity in their life. And she loves the idea. 
And it works out perfectly because the direct sales business that we're in together falls apart. (laughs) So thank you, universe, for having my back. So I begin promoting the program and I call it Wildly Wealthy Women. And I begin promoting it in Australia through the internet and it just explodes. It's a massive success. Now, keep in mind, this was my very first online launch. I didn't spend a single cent on advertising and Wildly Wealthy Women officially starts with over 750 women signed up for the first intake and we make just over $2.3 million in just a few months. That was the law of attraction in action. That was a money miracle. That was the universe at its finest. But why did that all happen? From just, you know, a week or two or three of visualizing and affirming and doing all the different processes and exercises that I do? No, I had been committed for so long to really getting my energy in the right place, to really aligning body, mind and spirit to allow the the universe to create that miracle, okay? So don't think, well, I've been visualizing for a month or two and nothing's happening. Oh, I've been writing my affirmations out for a a week. (laughs) You need to do more than that, okay? So anyway, um, it was at that time that my blender broke down. I know I've talked about this before on a podcast, but uh, my blender broke down and I love smoothies. I used to always have fruit smoothies. Now it's more green smoothies, although it's summer here at the moment, which means mango season. And I just bought a tray of mangoes for $9.99. Bargain. So I'm into the fruit smoothies again, mango smoothies. But anyway, my blender broke down. So I go to Target to buy a new blender and I start crying in the blender aisle. This still gives me goosebumps. I start crying in the blender aisle. I'm not sad. I'm just so grateful because I realized for the first time in my life, I don't have to buy something based on it being a bargain price. I can actually buy any blender I want. And I'm so filled with gratitude that I'm crying in the blender aisle at Target. But how did I even get to that point? How did I get to that point where I had that money miracle? Well, I had an inspired idea that was Wildly Wealthy Women. I took action immediately. I registered the domain name, even though I didn't know, you know, how it was going to work out, what it was going to work out. I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. Just took action, registered the domain name, and then I took more action. So I had no plan. I just did it. All right. And it was amazing. We held our very first ever Wildly Wealthy Women seminar in Queensland, Australia, We had 450 women attend the event, which is amazing. I'd never held a seminar in my life before, and I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even have support people. It was just me and I think some random person or two. And and what I did was I asked the first people who registered for the event when they came up to the registration desk to help me register everyone else. Ignorance is sometimes absolute bliss. And when you don't know how tricky things can be, it sometimes won't scare you into inaction. It won't paralyze you with fear. I just thought everything was going to be fine. And as it turned out, it was. So in Wildly Wealthy Women, I'm using all my coaching skills. I'm sharing law of attraction secrets. I'm um, talking about the quantum field. And the women just love it. And now I'm officially a millionaire. Woohoo! 
And through the program, I'm also helping other people become millionaires too. I feel so blessed. And it was around this time that I restart my group coaching teleseminar program and I keep expanding it and keep improving it. And it goes from four weeks to six weeks and then eight, then 10, then 12. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger. So I decide I need to turn it into a format that is more widely accessible to more people. Um, because the larger the program got, the more expensive it had to become. So I ended up using the notes from my group coaching program as the basis for a book. And that's how I write How to Be Wildly Wealthy Fast. And that book is packed with all my money manifesting tips, which has since become an international bestseller. It's been translated into over 10 languages and won the Body, Mind, Spirit Awards of Europe. And it was at this time that I launched a new website, wildlywealthy.com because I want to start building a business around my book. So life is good. Business is good. I feel like opportunities are coming from all directions. As usual, I am using all the processes I now teach others to keep my mind and my soul aligned with abundance. I get to travel to the US whenever I want. I attend amazing seminars. Um, That was really such a beautiful time for me because One of the things I loved to do was to attend Mark Victor Hansen's uh, seminars. And he's the Chicken Soup for the Soul guy together with um, Jack Canfield. Together they've sold over, I think, half a billion books. So, yeah, it was great fun attending seminars. I would fly over on a Friday afternoon from Australia to the US, (laughs) fly over on a Friday, uh, register for the event, be there all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and then fly home Sunday night from from California to Australia. (laughs) Did that multiple, multiple times a year. So much fun. Uh, It was around that same time I'm nominated for the International Awards for Women in Business and from women all around the world, I win Mentor of the Year. So I'm starting to feel like a real businesswoman, even though I have to admit I still feel a bit of imposter syndrome because I'm wondering if they realize that I just run my business from home in my gym clothes and yet they're, you know, giving me Mentor of the Year award. Anyway, I'm, I'm making great money and that allows me to do some really fun stuff with the kids. Like we go to Disneyland and Hollywood and then we travel around Peru for a month. Uh, we trek the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, which was an amazing adventure. You know, all the colors and the sights and the sounds and the smells It was incredible, except for the part where a professional thief steals my backpack, which is under my seat between my feet with all our passports, our ID, money, photos. I'm absolutely devastated by it. Not all the other things, but the photos. Oh, amazing memories that are gone forever. That was a a really sad moment for me. And then came 2006. Oh, my That was such an interesting and amazing manifesting year. So let's just do a quick recap. My early history of jobs and business does not in any way, shape or form give me an indication of where my life would ultimately be headed. So for decades, it seemed directionless and meaningless and I really was just getting by. But after discovering the law of attraction, everything begins to change. So I'm assuming that if you're listening to my Wildly Wealthy Women podcast, then you have discovered the law of attraction, either through me or somewhere else. 
and you understand that you have the ability to use that knowledge, use those skills to begin to transform your life too. And I always knew I wanted more. I really felt like I'd been born into the wrong life. I wanted to be a millionaire, but had no idea how that could ever happen. But after discovering the law of attraction and then combining that with neuroscience and cutting edge technology, I not only got clearer on what I wanted, but I began to think even bigger and focus on what I desired and feel as if it were already true and take action toward those dreams. And that's what you've got to understand. That's where the magic is. When you align your thoughts, your feelings and your actions, that's when miracles can happen just like they did for me. You have to align body, mind and spirit. It's the only way to manifest what you desire. That's what I love to teach my students in divine money manifesting. It's about working with the divine to manifest. It's not about chasing or grabbing or hustling. It's about attracting and creating and manifesting. Okay, so let's move on. Oh, oh yes, so we're talking about 2006 and then along comes a movie called The Secret. So before I get into that story, I realise I have to turn this into part three. (laughs) I know some people love having long podcasts, but I prefer listening to shorter ones and I definitely love recording shorter episodes. So make sure you listen to part three of My Millionaire Journey where you're going to hear some amazing manifesting miracles take place. So if you love this episode, please share it on social media, let others know about it, and I can't wait to inspire you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you really loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I know that you're enjoying it. And if you want more good stuff from me, you can go to wildlywealthy.com forward slash links or just visit my website at wildlywealthy.com. I am so excited to be part of your transformation and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, happy manifesting. Happy manifesting.